0: Hey it's your girl Tamika
1: It's your boy E-Rock
0: Listen we keep it real We keep it raw We keep it uncut All day We are Marriage Takeover Takeover. We help couples win in their marriage by identifying their triggers And breaking generational cycles Boom <laughs> Listen, we want to uh, welcome you welcome to
1: welcome into this place.
0: Oh
2: yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just when you think he's already done. We want to welcome you to this series of this podcast, Marriage and Ministry. We are so excited to have you. It has been phenomenal as we've been unpacking the different uh, series and the segments and the different guests and the different topics that we've been talking about. And we pray that it's been a blessing. So this episode is being brought to you by...
2: Our marriage takeover
0: We want to invite you out to Couples Prayer Monday morning 9am Eastern Standard Time Eastern Standard Time Every Monday, listen because we got to pray
1: Pray Pray Pray. (laughs) We got to pray just to make it today. today
0: Listen, this is an opportunity for us to come together, whether you're married, whether you're single, whether you're divorced, whatever your relationship status is, for us to come together and be able to just come and fellowship and pray with you and for you. And this is an opportunity where we do that every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we'd love to have you there. Join us. Today, you all, before we get into... Um, our guests. Ooh, we absolutely want to make sure Lord. that we open up with prayer, right? I, I, so, God, she we just, thank you. We love you. We honor you. and We just magnify you, your Father. righteous name, God, because you are so holy. Yes, you. Because are. you are so powerful. Yes. Because you are so magnificent. Yes. God, because you are so faithful. Because you are so kind. Because you are so just. God, we give you glory. God, we give you all the honor and all the praise. Lord, you are so worthy yes. of our praise. You are so worthy yes, God are, of God. our worship. And you God, are you are worthy, worthy of every sacrifice, God. Of everything oh. that we do. God, every that we say, and Lord, we dedicate yes. and we submit our will, God, to Your will. Yes. With this podcast, we submit our, our everything that we do, God, everything that we say, God, unto You and Lord. That it will be a blessing. Yes. That God, You will be glorified, yes. God, that Your name will be made great in the land, God. Yes. That You will be magnified, that You will be pleased, God. Come on with everything that goes forth inside of this podcast on mm. today, and God, we give You glory, we yes. give You honor in Jesus' name, Jesus' mighty name, Amen, Amen, Amen. amen. amen.
1: Listen, man, listen, for we just do this. I, let me just tell y'all this. With the guests that's getting ready to come on here, if you're driving, pull over to the side because <laughs> when they begin to open their mouth, it's just something about that anointing. It just, whoo. And so you got to be careful. So you want to make sure you're in a place where you're safe because I know without a shadow of a doubt that I'm, I'm, listen, I'm listen. I, you know what? I, without further ado, go ahead, baby. Let's go and bring the mic. <laughs> so, I want to welcome you. Um, first,
0: well, I want to welcome um, Janal, Pastor Janal, and his wife, Ellie Alexander. So, Janal Alexander is a worship and executive pastor at Tabernacle International Church, TIC, in metro Atlanta, Georgia, with over 30 years of
1: experience. 30. Three, zero, 30. I'm underline that go ahead
0: (laughs) he holds a bachelor's of science and a master's of science degree and then ellie alexander serves on the av team at tsc and is also a part of the prayer ministry
1: watch out watch out i can tell you right now she's praying already i know she pray go ahead i'm sorry
0: (laughs) she has worked in pharmacy for over 20 years and holds a bachelor's degree in healthcare administration now both are proud parents of two adult children they have keenan alexander who's 28 and then they have casey alexander who is uh 26 and Janelle and Ellie also have four Four. grandkids. You guys, are y'all catching the
1: multiplication here?
0: That they love and they spoil.
1: Be fruitful and multiply. Hallelujah. (laughs) Go ahead. They
0: have been through uh, some tough times where uh, hope was hard to grasp, but because of their faith, their prayers, and others of others, and the encouragement, they stayed the course. They saw real life miracles performed on their behalf, Mm. and this is the reason. Why they have been positioned themselves to stay at the feet of That's Jesus. F- Come on, I feel there no, is ready. no turning back, y'all. There's
1: no turning back. Help
0: us to welcome Pastor Janal and Ellie Alexander.
1: Woo! <laughs> bam, 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 bam. <laughs> Woo-hoo! Yes! I don't, uh, you, I don't know how you do it. Too I don't know how you
2: do it. Too
0: I keep telling y'all to pray. Pray for me, y'all. Pray. <laughs> People asking me all the time. I say, just pray. I'm sorry. Just pray.
3: Oh, Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord. Thank you for having us. Yeah.
0: You are so welcome. We are so excited to have you. So, um tell us a little bit about yourselves and um Oh, glory. I know I just gave the just went over the bio, but tell us a little bit more about yourself, right? I know that um you've been the pa- the worship pastor. You've been a worship pastor, I think, for as long as we've known you all.
4: Ooh, even yes. in Alaska. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. So, yeah. Tell tell the audience a little bit about yourselves. You Want to go first?
4: Um, yeah, sure. So we have, let's see, been married for, what is it, 26 years? 26 this year. <laughs> 26 years. First, um, please. End of the yeah.
2: month, actually.
3: The end of the month.
4: Yeah. Um, and we have been through a lot. Um we both were raised in Christian homes, and I think when we met, we were not following God. I would say, um, but we came together at a at a pivotal time in our lives where we knew there was something more that we wanted. And um, sorry, I'm getting a little feedback. Anyway, we knew there was something more that we wanted, and we both kind of were at that point at the same time. So we decided to reach for God and walk with him. And um, it's been some hard times for sure. And a lot of growth, a lot of stuff that we've gone through. He, My husband was sick for nine years and that was really challenging almost yeah. to the point of death. And um, actually the first year we got married, they told us the doctor said that he wasn't going to make it. And Watch out. Um, yeah, and but, but, I'm here. but he's here. <laughs> and he's trusting God and knowing that He's going to bring us through every step of the way, even when it's hard. You know, we just keep keep on trucking.
0: <laughs> I <laughs> love it. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And so let's talk about that because even in that time frame, right? I know that um, during that time frame, were you were you all still active in the church? Oh, yeah. Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. So I would um, go ahead.
0: No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead.
3: I would. I was. So I got pneumonia for 2001. Mm -hmm. Never really been ever sick before to the place where you had to be in the hospital. And then um, after that ordeal, I think I was in uh, ICU for a couple months, a few months uh, where they were saying that I wasn't going to make it. (laughs) Excuse me. And then, you know, got healed, uh, came out of there. But because I was allergic to a medicine, it kind of ruined my kidney. Mm-hmm. But we didn't know that. I didn't know I was allergic to the medicine. Nobody, we didn't, none of us did. And um, so they warned me. It's like, you know, you're going to have probably kidney failure down the line. And at the time, it was just like, I'm just happy to be at the hospital. Thank you, Lord. Not really thinking about it. And then, um, yeah, started like maybe a year or so later after that, I started having serious, serious issues with sickness, where I was either in the hospital every other month or so, being really sick. And finally, I um, we got to where they was telling me that my kidneys were failing. And But the whole time, this is the amazing thing, because I really don't believe sickness can stay in the presence of the Lord. Right. So when when I would, I would come to church and do sound check, and I would be so sick. And to the point where I was actually uh, throwing up blood before I would lead worship. Just so wow. oh, wow. wow. I would just throw it up, you know, clean myself up, get on the stage, lead worship. And while I was leading worship, don't feel sick, have energy like like anything, like I was really healthy. Which kind of caused people to think, man, he's not really sick. Yeah. <laughs> and I was, and I would go full force as I try to do all the time. And and then as soon as I got through singing, it, just, it felt like I was just drained.
0: Just wow!
3: To top. I was on the stage singing, and as soon as church was out, I passed out. And they was trying to revive me in the service. I totally passed. I fell off the stage and. Uh, was um, they were trying to I woke up to them trying to revive me, but that's how sick I was but the the point where I was saying well, there, there has to be a God was mm. where and while i'm ministering while i'm singing, while i'm ministering to, to the to church and to the people in the church as well unto God, as i'm presenting my worship to him, there was no feeling of sickness. There was no feeling of weakness. There was nothing. And this is on where I'm not eating. I'm eating like maybe once a week, maybe. If oh, that wow. I'm really wow. and I'm so weak. But as soon as I got grabbed the microphone and started singing a song to the Lord, and it was my prayer was cause it was real bad. It was it was really bad. I was like, Lord, if you want to take me, take me while I'm worshiping. Just take mm. me ah. while I could just transition from worshiping here. And go on and worship up there. That's kind of where my mind was. But we believe that God had a plan. He totally had a plan. You know, we was wondering, man, nine years? Lord, you can work things out. There was the church fasting and praying. There was revivals happening, and my name was in the prayers all the time. And nothing. It seemed like the more people prayed, the worse I got. That's how mm. it felt. But God had He had purpose in all that. There's purpose in all the stuff that go that we go through when it comes to God, and we didn't understand. The Bible says, "Our thoughts are not His thoughts; our ways are not His ways." So we had no idea what He was trying to do. But I was thinking, "Well, He's about to take me," because it was it was terrible; it was real mm-hmm. bad. But God had purpose in it. So yeah, I was still ministering. I was still traveling. I was matter of fact, when I was on dialysis, I was traveling to other places, uh, leading worship. And uh, I'm on dialysis. I was doing it at home, so but you can't go nowhere without doing dialysis, or you'll pretty much, you know, be really sick. And so it would be to the point where I had to call the medical people, and they had to send the boxes to the hotels so I could do my dialysis everywhere I went. Dialysis, and I would be so sick each time. I would be sick before I sing. And then, as soon as I get up and sing, I was singing with so much power, which I believe that was the power and the anointing of God, not on my own, but His grace and love and hands over me. Because He had, there was maybe somebody there that needed to get whatever they needed to get through the worship. And He was using me as a vessel. So I appreciate it. I'm so grateful for that. But as soon as I would get done, I would be just passed out, gone, just <laughs> wow. sick. So. Yeah, doing the ministry, doing all that. But I'm grateful. I'm thankful. And I thank God that I'm still here
2: in 2023.
3: Amen. Amen. And that's
0: also a testament too in sickness and in health, right? The vows. And so just hearing Mm -hmm. you say that, I thank you so much for sharing that because I don't, I didn't even realize (laughs) all of that. Um, And we've known you all for quite some time. And so it's a beautiful thing about, because it's something different about the presence of the Lord. I don't care what you say Mm -hmm. or what anybody feels it's something different. And when you go from, I think the works To having a relationship with God. And I think many times, like we got caught up in the works of the ministry at first. Like Mm. we have to be here, we have to go to rehearsal. We have to do this. We have to go clean. We have to do all these different things. But once you come into the relationship with God, it's something completely different when it when when you have the marriage and ministry or when you're talking about just the the ministry is yeah. so different when you have that
1: relationship with God. Oh, yeah, it is. I I, I love what you're saying, Um because there is purpose in the process. And in, mm-hmm. when you just looking at that, the, the nine years, man. Um oh, oh, my God. I'm just I'm sitting here. I'm tripping because when you begin to just look at marriage and when you begin to look at ministry, it was like, Wow. I'm listening. So you're dealing with you're dealing with marriage. You're dealing with the ministry, the call that God has put on your life, and you're dealing with the ailment and with, yes. in the body. So I I know Ellie was praying. Yeah. Why you? <laughs> why she was there with you? Why are you on God helping yeah. to hit that note? But help him and <laughs> heal him Jesus, why he's doing it? And it's like, but it's because when you sit back and just begin to look at just. And now and With all of that going on If you can just put in the order Of how you were Handling things like what was first Was marriage first was it ministry first Was it ministry first Then marriage or I mean Put put that in order for us
4: Oh gosh
3: Ooh, I think it was marriage first First God is first Always but um, Sometimes when you do church Work mm. that can That can get Overcrowded with, you know, you would hear people say at church, God, family, and it never, it doesn't always happen that way. It's usually God in church. Right, right, and right. And if that's what you want to do, if you don't have the responsibilities of having a family, then that's, I guess that's okay, but it's supposed to be God and family. And so mm-hmm. the reason why I say it was God, but then it was marriage first before ministry was because there were times, you know, where people didn't see us. You know, there was times where I was in the hospital and it was my wife and me. And we she was praying. And she was, you know, there the whole time. There were time ty- they gave me some medicine one time where I could not sleep. I think how many days was it? Three days? Four days? Yeah. It was like four days that I could not I didn't sleep. Literally could not sleep. Ooh. And I was getting so frustrated and I was antsy and all it it gave me all kinds of side effects. And my wife and I, for us to get me to go to sleep and to get me to loosen all that anxiety and stuff, I was edgy. We did worship in the bed, laying there in the bed. Hold on, hold
1: on, hold on, hold on. on, Wait a minute. Wait a minute, because I know those that, you know. You know this marriage takeover now. <laughs> when we talk about ministry Thanks. in the bed, we, um, we do. We listen. talk about. We talk about worship mean? can be a couple of different <laughs> yeah. things in the bed. <laughs> Come oh. on! Now. So <laughs> I, to say worship
2: in the I, bed. I, we got to uh, tread lightly in that area because we know y'all had a room to <laughs> yourself.
1: Hallelujah! <laughs> 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 we, we we know you had a room to yourself. So I just um, <laughs> I just I just oh, want to help yeah. all the listeners. I just want the oh, listeners yeah. to keep it in perspective.
0: That so in, in this space area. of worship, you were saying so you all were singing and honoring God in in yeah. that. Yeah. got it, got it, got oh, it, got no, it, got it, got it. Yeah.
3: Singing. Ooh. Praise it, the Lord. It, it,
1: God. Hallelujah. <laughs> I, hallelujah. We lift up holy hands, not laying. Hallelujah. Glory.
3: Yeah. <laughs> the funny thing about that, there was the, the mess they had me on. It, it gave me, I don't even know how to explain it, but I was edgy. I was shaking. I was nervous and, and anxiety. And I couldn't, like, my mind couldn't close. My mind couldn't shut off. And I, mm. it was just, it mm-hmm. was one of the worst feelings I ever had. And we just started singing, and it seemed like the peace of God came in there. It took about a couple hours. We sang for a couple hours. Wow. Actually, she had to be at work the next morning, and wow. we probably didn't go to sleep finally till like four or five. Wow. But that peace of of God, when we came and we worshiped, it almost took away. It did take away. We didn't even think about the reason why. Because the first reason why we were singing was because I was there was nothing else to do. I was so tired. I didn't know what else to do. I was tired but couldn't sleep. I don't know if y'all have ever experienced that mm-hmm. where you're
1: yeah, exhausted,
3: but you can't lay you can't really go to sleep and get that rest. That's where it was. And that been for like three or four days. And man, that worship we worshiped unto the Lord and brought calmness to us. So the reason why I say that is because that's where I believe it was God first marriage, then ministry. I, mm. I also
4: wanna add to that. I think that when you go into marriage i think marriage has a way of bringing you to the point where god has to be first yeah. because you can't make it without god yeah and it and it brings you to your knees so many times that it's like god i need you and that i think that just going through all your different situations and circumstances it just it well for me i'll say it brings me closer to god because i just want to seek him because i know his his will is way better you know than my
1: will <laughs> <So>. right <laughs> right right oh i my love goodness. that my goodness now Boy, tell you
0: now your spiritual gifts let's dive into the...
1: dive. don't dive into the gifts yet oh Oh, don't dive into
0: the gifts okay. yet that's Listen, because wanted... i think that there's purpose in that right let, oh, me ask, let me ask this question because we get asked this a lot when did you know that like you were the one, like, when did you know that Ellie was the one? Ellie, when did you know that Janelle <laughs> was the one? <laughs> um, like, we get asked that a lot. Like, when did you know that God said that this is your spouse?
1: When it was, well. the- I, don't, I
4: don't know if it was like a specific moment, I think it was more the growth of us coming together at the time that we did uh-huh. because. We, you know, like I said, we were both raised in the church and we knew church. We knew God, but we weren't following or, or serving him at the time. But I think we came to a point where both of us, like, I think one time we went to the club. We were sitting sure in the club did. together <laughs> when we were first dating. And we are like, each other, like, why are we here? I and mean, like, <laughs> we we just never really. You know, it, it was just like yeah. a growth together. We grew together in God. And I think that really brought us together as a couple I, I, don't, agree. I don't know that there was a specific point in time that I was like oh he's the one for me but it's just you
3: tell my brother?
4: <laughs> oh yeah he'll have the <laughs> Right?
2: Yeah, he, yes.
1: they always do. do yes I, I feel it I, I feel it rising already <laughs> hallelujah <Right.
3: laughs> you want know, to touch the hem of my garment I was like yeah right now yeah <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: They, they always and do. So, I, so we um, wait. He's gonna sell his
1: version. Oh, my bad. Go, go ahead. I was, I was no, waiting. On okay.
3: <laughs> no, my version is a lie. It's a, it's a total lie. I ain't gonna... Oh, <laughs> we'll, say,
1: we'll, we'll say it was embellished. <laughs> it was
3: embellished. <laughs> <laughs> I tell people, I was like, I walked in the store and she saw me. And and she, she crawled to me one and begging me to like take her. And I was like, get up off me. Get up off me. Mortal? And and then uh yeah. I don't like it, it's basically what she said. What she said is pretty much <laughs> how we how we got that's, together.
1: That's how it went down, huh? That is funny. How that's all awesome. yeah,
3: that's how we yeah. So it was it was I, I think I believe I believe that. And when I was growing up, I used to think that you had to wait till you got saved. You really had to wait till you got with God for God to start working. But mm-hmm. even one of us, like she said, we weren't, you know, I was playing in clubs. I was doing all this and then going to church and then playing. And then here it is, God, we weren't even trying to serve. I'm seriously, we weren't even trying to serve. God. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know her parents were pastors until maybe a year later when we still, when we were dating. I was like, oh,
1: with the church, with me,
3: you a church girl? You <laughs> going to church now. I didn't know at, least,
4: at least a year or so. I had no idea he could even sing. I didn't know he could
3: hold a note. <laughs> yeah, but yeah I, I believe that God works with us even when we're not in Him. He's mm. pulling us. He's still calling our name. He's still saying, yeah. "Yeah, you got some stuff that I don't like, but I still want you." You know, keep calling you, and that's what I believe happened with us. He was drawing us, even when we went and sat in the club. He was still saying, "Yep, I'm trying to pull y'all out of that. I want y'all out of that." And Mm. we had with that one time, well we had went many times before that, but we had went that last time, and I think we was there for maybe thirty minutes. We got up. We left and never went back.
4: We went like rented movies. Yeah,
3: <laughs> rented, rented, yeah, rented movies and ate some chicken wings and never went back. And I honestly believe that that was God pulling us, yeah. telling us, yeah, that, I have purpose for you. That is not where I want you to be. So I'm going to keep pulling you and keep calling. You know, Christians will throw you to the curb if you messed up. Right, right, right. <laughs> some will. Church but folk, God church does. folk. Yeah, yeah, church. <laughs> but God won't. You mess up, he's it's almost like he's coming more closer to you I need you, I want Come on. you. And he doesn't make you feel rejected, which that minister is right there. So yeah, that's what I believe happened with us.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. I love wow. that. Now I now I gotta ask because you, you yeah, all up it. in the frozen tundra. And then I, I, I cause I, I remember, you know, we, we 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 talk, you know, when I pray every night, I did Janelle would show up. I, praise the Lord, Ray, I, know, I know I'm in the right. right company. But, but how was it? Now, how was it when, um, when you all made the move from Alaska, going clear across the country? You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times, you know, when we are tied down to certain areas you know our, the, our my mama yeah. here my sister my cousin now you know what I mean but when you are now because you're, you're married and you, you told us that you know marriage is number one how was that when you begin to really balance marriage and the call that God has called you to and that now has uprooted you for what you call home and took you to a whole nother place how was that entire process well, it was funny. Um, we
3: was in so I went. We went to go have my kidney transplant in 2010. Seattle in yeah, yeah. 2010, oh, 20, but in yeah. Seattle, Washington. And before I went, maybe about a year prior, we was in service and we had a guest speaker come to the church. Service was great. And after we got through with the service, the the pastor came up to me and he said, you know. He, complimented us on the worship. And then he said to me, he said, you need to ask and you need to pray that God open your spiritual eyes.
2: Mm. And I was like, wow.
3: Now, and I might, I'm gonna be honest. I didn't really understand what that meant when he said it. I said, yeah, I, I could see. And he's like, no, you need to <laughs> really open your spiritual eyes. And he explained it to me. He said, when God opens your spiritual eyes, you'll start to see things that is not of his will. You'll start to see things that is more of his will. And it's going to be really for your life, not necessarily for everybody else, but for your life. So I told my wife. And so here I am. I'm praying like every day. Open up my spiritual life. Nothing's happening. Nothing's changing. Nothing's happening. So we go. We have my surgery in Seattle. We was gone for like a month, two months, three months months in Seattle. And we come back and we go to church. And we, you know, it was like our first Sunday there. We sit down, and all of a sudden, it felt like God had just opened everything—stuff that I had seen before, wow. that I had yeah. a problem with, stuff that you know, that you know, kind of religious stuff that that mm-hmm. happens—not uh-huh. necessarily a sin, but it just in my mind just wasn't right when mm-hmm. when I opened my eyes when God opened my eyes, excuse me. But I've been used to all this stuff, never had a problem with it. As a matter of fact, we're almost defended if somebody said something Mm -hmm. about it. But I was in church and my wife at the same time. We got in the car, we drove home, and we was like, something, you know, we felt uncomfortable. We Mm -hmm. totally felt uncomfortable. And um, I, I was struggling with that because I was a full supporter. Of, of the ministry, you know, full support of everything that was going on. And I just want to be clear not that it was necessarily a sin. I just want to make right. sure that people right. understand that. But there is, the Bible says, our ways are not like his ways. Right. Our thoughts are not right. like his right. So there may be things that we're doing that we think is all good that God is saying, not so much. And even the scripture says that um, even your salvation is like filthy rags sometimes. Mm. So I try to remind myself of that. And so we, long story short, I, uh, we were feeling really uncomfortable. We felt like, okay, Lord, what are you trying to tell us? And we both felt like it's time for us to go. Wow. So we left left that ministry, ministry, but we didn't know where we were going. Honestly, we just, I felt like, well, the Lord wanted us to leave that particular ministry, not necessarily leaving the state. Mm. Mm. And so we, we, we left and I was at another church and it was good, but it was just, I still, I didn't have peace. I didn't have rest. Neither did my wife. And that's kind of, we feed off of each other because I could be a little bit fast and my wife is more, she keeps me more settled. I'm like, if I'm ready to go, I'm ready to go. Let's just go.
1: And <laughs> I am like, no, we need to pray. We need to make sure. I we lie. up.
3: And I mean, and I'm okay with that. It took me a long time to get the, I used to get mad, you know, I'm like, man, come on, let's, let's do this. We need to pray. We need to seek the Lord. <laughs> wow. So, um, uh, so that's what we were doing, and we was, you know, I was playing at these different churches, and and you know, when we left, it it, it was it was a peaceful leave, thank God, but it wasn't peaceful, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. It was peaceful, yeah. but there was there was um, uh, some some resentment there. I'll just put it like that. I'm you honest. did
0: what you were supposed to do when they were mad because of the I calling, school. right? Right? So yeah.
3: Okay.
1: I'm sorry. Can I just take a quick pause real quick on that one, bro? I, listen, yeah. I just really want to point out the importance of what you said. Numerous times and it's the same thing that Ellie was saying when she was um talking and speaking earlier was that you all stay in agreement. Yeah. And I I had to highlight that part because you you said that marriage is first, then ministry. And it was and it's like and it's it's I, I, I'm, how can I say? I'm, I'm taken aback because even in just how you are, how you give it the test, like, listen, it wasn't about the call. It was about us being in agreement. We understand what God has on us, but it was about us being in agreement. Like, oh, my God. So I, I just wanted to highlight that because there are a lot of times where a lot of us feel as though we have to do things separately because we're in ministry when it's, mm-hmm. when it's still, when it's still right here, when you in agreement, cause you're like, hold on now, wait a minute now, Jesus, I don't feel right. Ellie like, wait a minute, let's pray. Cause I don't feel right either. And you're like, wait a minute, yeah. we just need to get out of here. And she's like, hold on, wait a minute. We got to pray. <laughs> but what it was like, listen, we that.
2: <laughs>
1: because, like, wait a minute, I gotta go. I, 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 I gotta, I got I'm getting antsy. That's that's listen. me getting antsy. That's me getting antsy.
0: If you don't already know, so if you're listening via podcast and you only have the audio, I recommend you going and seeing the visual <laughs> Check on, it out on YouTube, YouTube, YouTube because you, you, you listen, yeah. it's a whole different type of experience. <laughs> Some, <laughs> <that's
1: more. laughs> And it's like it's I know Tabigo is going to talk about <laughs> the gifts earlier, but when you begin to just recognize, you know, I know who my wife is, I, I know who my husband is, and so it's like, no, we 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 in agreement on this, baby. How you feel about this? Well, baby, we just go we, we just go pray. I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm ready to go. No, we're gonna sit and pray. Yeah. I and I just I just I thank God that you really that you said that because it showed one that you still that you still submitted to who your wife is and your wife still submitted to who you are and i'm just like man i'm sorry please continue but i just that piece was like yo you got because a lot of times in marriage we always we always hear oh you submit to me no the scripture tells us first submit ye one to another and when oh, you're putting yeah. marriage first, and before anything, when you put marriage first, oh my God, now you're really giving God a platform to really show who he is, not just in you individually, but in both of you. Oh man, yeah. please, please, please
3: continue. Yeah. And let me put a note on that, in marriage, is ministry. Yes. Come on. Your marriage, you you shouldn't be able to go outside your house outside your marriage, and minister to anybody if you can't minister to each other. Come yes. on now. Yes. So, so like I said earlier, I'm more of if I get irritated or if I'm ready to go, I just want to go. I just want to just, we can move on. And that happened numerous of times. I had like a job offer uh, out of state. And I was like, yeah,
1: man, look, they don't pay me this. Let's go.
3: I was ready to go. <laughs> and my wife was like, no, I ain't feeling and I sat there and I got mad. I got irritated. But she was right. She said, we need to pray. We prayed about it and it, and it wasn't. After I wow. submitted myself to the Holy Spirit, I saw what she saw. And she didn't even go with me, but she saw in the Spirit that it wasn't going to be a good fit for us. Wow. And we didn't, we didn't do it. So I submitted to the Holy Spirit, but yes, submitting to her as well as my wife. So anyway, fast forward, we, we finally, we knew we were supposed to be leaving. But we didn't know where it was going. So we had another ministry contact us um, and wanted us to come uh, be at their church. And we said, "Okay." And I thought I honestly thought that that was it. Okay, Lord, we, we got this uneasy feeling. I think you're trying to tell us it's time for us to maybe get out the state. So we were listening to all of it. And so we decided on our own that we were going to pray and fast over it. We didn't want to make a decision. We've made decisions before that wasn't right for us. And that was off of emotions, mm-hmm. not really consulting God. We made the decisions and then they turned out to be terrible. So we was like, we're going to pray and we're going to fast. So we told, him, we told the pastor, yeah, let's, well, we're going to pray, we're going to fast, and we'll, we'll see uh, what the Lord has for that. And we started fasting. I think with by the second day, we knew the Lord showed us through social media that that was not where He wanted us to go. We wow. just so happy. Wow! Look, and it was almost like God's like, "I need to highlight this for you to let you know that that is not the path <laughs> I want." <to> go. <laughs> wow!
1: And wow. we saw
3: it. And my wife, we get home, and I saw it. My wife saw it. We get home, and we're talking about it over the dinner table. And I was like, yeah, I'm not feeling that. And she was like, yeah, I'm not feeling it either. And so then uh, when we told them that we're, we're, we're going to decline, but thank you for considering us, the correction that came to us, I'm going to call it correction on their part, that came to us made what we decided all more better because we were wow. like, Lord, thank you. For and I wasn't even upset. When they were trying to correct us, I was like, "God, you're showing me even now that right. that's not the for us. We was about to make a terrible mistake, wow. and wow. so here we are now. We felt like we was gonna be going. Our house is boxed up. Yeah, <laughs> we have no place to go. Where you know we we already submitted our our, uh, our thing to the to the landlord saying, okay, we're gonna be out here, blah 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 blah." And we're like, okay, God, what are you trying to do? We had nowhere we was going. We didn't know where to go. We didn't know what to do.
4: But we knew wow. we were leaving.
3: But we, we knew, knew we were God leaving. told
4: us we were leaving. We just, we were thinking that that was the avenue that he was bringing us into. Um, obviously it wasn't. But go ahead. Listen.
3: So my wife was at work and she was helping you tell that. Cause I don't know exactly. You he was helping somebody. Where we went to um, move to Georgia.
4: Oh, well, yeah, I ended up, it ended up, um, the opportunity came up for me to get a job transfer to come to Georgia, as well as we had a house offer open up here. And, um, and it just, everything went smoothly. It wasn't like a ministry move per se,
2: Mm.
4: but it was like, we felt the peace about the move Mm -hmm. and everything went smoothly and, So we did end up moving, but it it was like right at the moment when we declined that one job offer, it was like, I don't know, a handful of days later and God was like, yeah, it was like, okay, this opportunity is open for you and this is where I want you to go. And we just felt at peace about it. I'll say that. And so we did, we ended up moving to Georgia. Um,
3: That whole move. And I'm telling you, financially, the whole transition there was no hiccups. Yeah. Not wow. one. And we God, this has to be you. The yeah. only God is perfect, and he made the move perfect. He did. And so we was like, you know, if y'all were in Alaska, and I know the military was part of y'all being there, but it's expensive. It is very, very expensive. expensive. Very. To move, to to move out, out of there? Alaska. It's yeah. very expensive so you need the Holy spirit and the left hand of the father <laughs> and all the resources. everything, all the resources, everything. Everything. So, but to see that God, we had, we didn't even worry when we, were, when we decided that we was going to move everything literally just fell in line, no hiccups. And we was like, God, this is just, you're trying to tell us something. Like she said, not necessarily it was a ministry move, but in a way it was because it positioned us in ministry. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I wouldn't say in a better place, but uh, kind of a more pathway that God wants us to be in. Mm-hmm. And you just when we got here, it's just like, you know, we went through some transitions, even being here the first couple years. But even that God was showing us. He was bringing people to us that didn't know us, speaking in our ears like, "God, you're on the path that God wants you to be on." Yeah, state of course, wow. kind of state wow. of course.
1: Wow. So, I mean, we're encouraged
3: by that. So, yeah. I don't know if that helps answer y'all's question. No, that
1: was beautiful. That was was
3: awesome. That is beautiful.
0: So if you're just tuning in, we're getting ready to go to a a commercial break. But um, (laughs) we have the phenomenal Pastor Janal and his amazing wife, Ellie Alexander, with us. We're going to go to a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. We want to invite you to Thursday Night Kitchen Conversations. Taking place 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you're on the West Coast, if you're on the Central Time, listen, we're meeting at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time in our kitchen, and we are inviting you to sit at the table, to sit at the kitchen while we're cooking and having a conversation with you. So come on out.
1: Thursday night, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Kitchen conversation.
0: So we're back, and if you're just tuning in... (laughs) This is uh, oh, <laughs> marriage. <man. and laughs> if, if you're just tuning in for the first time, this is the marriage and ministry segment series four of the Marriage Takeover podcast, and we have the phenomenal Pastor Janal Alexander and his amazing wife Ellie Alexander.
1: You know, I still always get so excited, so I just always jump the gun. But I got to listen. I'm gonna tell you with when I we have known them. Oh my God, I, for a long time. But yeah, just, we were I in Alaska said, for. Time. For a long time, and and so it is so funny because when uh, when we reconnected, uh, I thank God because we you know we just gonna be who we are, and I'm gonna tell y'all this: when I say this dude loves his wife, and when I say that this chick. <laughs> My sister, Don't she loves her, a her husband. Don't did, call her a chick. I, my bad. When I say my this. Sis. My sis. I did say my Say, I'm getting in trouble already. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Before I get in, in more trouble. Um, but I just want to, when I tell you, just sit back and just watching them, and it's just so funny because, you know, we're careful on who we. I, well, let me put it like this. We thank God for who He allows us to really connect with. And because they have the same characteristics, I want to say that we that we um, that we also look at that we also walk in as well when it comes down to marriage, and they're in ministry. And when you begin to see them work together in ministry, oh my God, that is the power. When you, when, listen, it don't mean that you dotting every I and crossing every T, but when you walk in agreement and when you understanding the gifts, when you understanding that your marriage, as he was saying earlier, that your marriage is the ministry. Oh my God. It's amazing on what God can do just by you having that one connection. Go ahead, baby.
0: I was just going to um ask the question just because, passage and all said quite a few things yeah, right baby. when it, him and Ellie both. and so what I want to just kind of go back to you mentioned the relig- the religion and um just certain certain things when God opens your spiritual eyes, right And I believe when God opens our spiritual eyes, it's giving us the separation of the religion versus relationship mm-hmm. sometimes. Oh, and so when that shift took place, Right, Because I, I believe, I have experienced, let me say that, I have experienced that there are a lot of leaders, there are a lot of mm-hmm. church folk mm-hmm. who, and this is not said in a derogatory oh way, God. but it stayed, it's it said in a factual because I've seen it, that they believe that what they're doing is right because that's all they know, that's all they've been taught. And then when you get that separation or that distinction, when God opens your eyes and he removes the scales from your eyes, and then you come into relationship with him and he gives you the spiritual overview and all that he has bestowed upon you. And it's much more than the box of religion. How was that... How did you both take that shift? Because as you mentioned, there is rejection that comes with that because everybody is like, well, whoa, like, what is this? And because you can see different, you can move different, you can discern different, you can follow God differently. But everybody else does not understand that because they're still caught in the box of religion. How did you all handle that?
3: Uh, Well, the first time when it it initially happened, I didn't handle it well because I think I got in my emotions. Because I'm thinking, okay, I'm telling you, this is what I believe that, uh, and of course, we gotta take that. A lot of people say the Lord tells us to do something, and right. they haven't really spoken to the Lord or heard from the Lord. But I was being very sincere, and it felt like, yeah, basically rejection. Like, well, if you, it's almost, it felt like gangs, it felt like Bloods and Crips. Mm-hmm. If you're not on my <laughs> And you, you're not serving the Lord. There's no way in the world you can be serving the Lord if you're not on my team. That's how it felt. I'm not saying that they did that intentionally. It just, right. That's how it felt. Right, happened. right. And so it took me a while. I actually had to go talk to some people that um, had more knowledge and, and give me a little bit of understanding so I didn't have that because I started to get offended. I started mm. to get irritated and I started putting up this wall where mm. I'm like, well, I don't care what y'all do kind of thing if that's how y'all want to be then we can be bloods and Crips, which is not of God. Right. So after I, you know, prayed through it, got some counseling, you know, um, spiritual counseling pretty much, I realized, and this is gonna sound pretty simple, but if you've been taught to do something over generations, 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 no one has ever stopped and said, well, why are you doing that? Right. Why are you doing that? What's What's the purpose of that? Then that's how you feel. It's, the, it's almost like the way you've been brought up. If you've been brought up to get up in the morning, the first thing you do is brush your teeth. That is something that you're going to do every morning. And it's going to be hard for you to get out of that transition. So once I started to learn that, God started opening my eyes a little bit more and changing my heart towards You know how that went on. You know, it was hurtful uh, the first couple of times. Initially, it was really hurtful. And I was like, wow, really? So, but people sometimes don't know. And when you're in in those, I love the fact that I like to go outside of different events when it comes to um, how we worship God, how we do things in church. Mm -hmm. It's not always one way. You don't have to have a suit and tie on. I'm just using that as an example. Go ahead. To be qualified as somebody ministering the holy spirit you could be walking around with some blue jeans with holes in them and go in a store and minister to somebody and share the love of god which that's what jesus told us to do anyway to share make make other nations make disciples of other other nations to everyone so that's what we're supposed to do but some people look at you need to be behind the pulpit and if you're behind the pulpit you need to be in this kind of outfit, and that's just little some of the other stuff. If you're not listening uh, or following the way we do it, there's no way in the world that you're following God, which is wrong. Right. And so I had to change my heart first. He had to change my heart because that rejection, I was irritated yeah. and I was mad. I was mad because then I looked at, do you realize how many times I came here sick? Yeah. And I was so and now y'all going to say some stuff. I mean, I was really, my flesh really came out. But thank God, that was even part of coming here. Because when I left, I was still upset. Mm. And when we got here, we went to a, uh, what was it called? A conference called uh, Forgiving Forward. That was at one of the churches that we were a part of when we first moved to. And it totally changed our, our outlook on everything. And the the word of that was um, one of the things that the speaker had shared. He was like, "There's things that we're saying. We're saying we have forgiven, but in our heart, right. we have not. We're standing with our mouth. But if you're getting upset when you see them, if you're getting upset every time they mention their name, come on, that means you haven't truly forgiven them. And I was one of the ones sitting there." Yeah, I forgive him. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm sitting there in the conference, and I'm just boohooing because it was like he was speaking directly to me, and not realizing that there was a weight on me that I didn't even I didn't even realize. I didn't realize that the weight was on me, and it was causing other things to happen in my life that was not correct. I sat, I had to get aligned with going ahead and forgiving. That situation because they don't know they right. really don't know and that's an ignorance. Ignorance doesn't mean you're stupid. Ignorance right. means you just,
1: just don't know.
3: No, right. and so because they don't know and they surround themselves and I'm talking about the church, not particular one person. Right, right. right. They surround with those similar things and the same type of people then you're just going to continue to be in it. That's why the Bible talks about that. You need to make sure that you know paraphrase, but you need to make sure you got the right kind of people, equally yoked right. folks around you, that you're moving forward. Because you can have people in the church and they'll be whispering in your ear. And if you're close to that and you're used to that, that's what you're going to draw to. Misery loves misery. Mm, and right. so we, um, that's where I had to get. We had to get to the place where we had to forgive. And when we forgave, that just took a weight off of us. And now, if, if anything happens, we're able to just kind of brush our shoulders off and keep going because now we see there's a different way. It may not be the only way, right. but it's a different way to do things. Jesus is the way and the only right. way. But how we go across um, ministering, how we go across um uh, connecting to God is our own personal thing, and that's okay. Right. And so that's kind of how we dealt with it. Oh, how did you feel?
4: I mean, yeah, that was—I'll say that sums it up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, I love you guys. I saw him tune up that organ because he was about to. I I saw him tuning up. I was about to. Mm,
2: But
0: I think it's important because (laughs) I think it's important because we have to identify. And I think right now in the body of Christ, we are. You know, it's spiritual warfare. But I think the spirit that that is being um, that that is being magnified the most right now is the spirit of religion. And not enough people talk mm-hmm. about it. Not enough people are bold enough. And then when they do, because we understand, we see things differently and and it's done in the right way, right? There's a, there's a way in you do things. There's an order in how you do things. And like you said, you could go to jeans and a t-shirt, you know, piercings with tattoos on. But if you don't, Absolutely. if you're seeing the person visually, you could be missing God. I'll never forget. we yeah. were at a ministry where, um, we were going in. I was on the praise and worship team. So, you know, praise and worship, we get there a little earlier. We were going into the church and there was a homeless guy. So there was the church building. And then there was another building right across the street, little small street, where the children would go to church. And there was a homeless man laying on the side of the the steps going into the children's center. And everybody was walking by and they were shunning. They were, you know, passing by, walking past this person. And, you know, I, me and my fashion, I was running late and I hate to be running late, but <laughs> I was I try to do everything (laughs) right I I get up a little bit early I do all the the things but for whatever reason I still end up being a little bit late so I'm trying to rush to get into the building but my heart was compelled like I could not even go through the songs because my heart was compelled to the homeless person and I could see how they were treating the homeless person just trying to get him to get off of the steps because again safety reasons they got to get the children into the building for service But but the thing that kept saying like the church they were cooking breakfast every Sunday morning it. They were doing it. So you would have to pay for your breakfast. But the thing that I was just like, nobody's asking him if he's okay nobody's sitting and, and and supping with him nobody is giving him a plate or anything to eat and I could not so right when we were done with our warm-up I went back to go to the front door to see if he was still across the street and he was gone and my heart was so sad just because I was like God that was an opportunity mm-hmm. for us to be able to minister to him we didn't have to share the word of God all we needed to do in that moment was to share his love give him something to eat see what he was doing Absolutely. see what he was about but we I was so busy and God like I felt the conviction I was so so busy trying to get into the church, trying to do the works instead of really ministering, and so I think that's, that's a distinction yep. when you don't like we're so busy sometimes with the works, and we're so weighed down with the works that we miss what God is really saying mm-hmm. inside of the opportunities for ministry.
1: And and even in that we get so, oh, so busy, even in that we get so busy with the works to where we forget about the marriage, the yeah. ministry. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, uh, it's like when you, I don't know, because you know, when you, when you just, God, I'm, I'm, I'm about your will, whatever your will is for my life, I'm on it. And, but that don't negate your, your first ministry, you know, just as you say, because even with every calling, he talks about how you are to your home first, before he breaks it down. Into all the other qualifications. And so the thing is, I want to know is, how do you establish those boundaries to, to keep, to make sure that your marriage stays number one? That's good, baby. Well, I
4: That's think good. we used to, we used to go to every service, every, every time the doors of the church were open when we first got involved in church, um, we were there. And we felt, I think, obligated to be there.
2: Mm. And not
4: that even half the services, we weren't really even getting anything from. It was just something you just did. You had to go because the doors of the church were open. Yeah, you're supporting the pastor, you're supporting the church, and you kind of felt bad if you didn't. Um, But anyways, now it's, it's a whole different scenario where... We don't attend all the extra things. We don't. I mean, if if there's something that God puts on our hearts to go to, then we'll go. But it's very seldom that we do a lot of extra. We'd rather spend time with each other and go do stuff, <laughs> you know, hang out with each other, enjoy each other's companies, mm-hmm. than be at the church every time the doors are open.
3: So uh, I had to learn how to say no, yeah. um, oh, and good. you say that. No. Um people take it in a negative uh, mm-hmm. tone. And and I remember, like Ellie said, we would we would go to all the stuff, but then we would hear over the pulpit. Don't y'all embarrass me. Yeah,
4: yeah. Come y'all on with the, be come on. <laughs> Don't
3: y'all embarrass me. And this is the stuff that I'm talking about where God opened started opening my spiritual eyes. I had no problem prior to that because I was like, I want to support the pastor i Mm. want to support the ministry and then i'm in leadership so i should support you know the ministry so let's just make it clear there's nothing wrong with you supporting ministry but it should not overlook your support of your family come on now so the lord started opening my eyes and then my wife you know i was not pretty much when we got married, I was gone pretty much every Saturday, all day. And there, we got two kids. There were things to do. And my wife was taking care of the kids. And I would leave early in the, in the morning and wouldn't come home till late in the evening on a Saturday. And then my wife was like, well, I'm going to join the worship team because you're not here anyway. I'm going to join the choir. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "That." when she said that, I didn't know that till years later. I heard her talking to somebody, and I was like, "Wow, that's not the reason to join a ministry." But I realized that I was the fault; I was mm-hmm. the one that.
1: That's lost good.
3: It. And I was like, "Oh, wait a minute! I gotta put, I gotta realign everything and check it." So I started removing myself. I started telling them, "No, I'm not going to do that." And the first time, and it's it's important that we notice when people in the church ask you to do things. It's not necessarily they're trying to be rude or they're not trying to think about your family. They're just one track. They're right.
0: One is Say that. People. Right, right, right. So
3: just. So it's not I don't want us to look at them like they're bad. Right. But, right. but if you don't take a stand, you know, if I know like, you know, I, I sign people, I rotate, you know, the worship team, and I know that the drummer is the drummer. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep him playing every week I, I see he's available i'm gonna keep playing them every week and then if i don't really think about it that's it that's all i'm seeing i'm not seeing that yeah he got a family that's good he got other things that's he
2: doing. Cool,
3: so i had to learn that and so but when i would tell people no i'm not doing that they're like why? why why are you not why are you <laughs> right <watching? laughs> i'm not going to do that and like she said, which is true, even here, even now, not everything in the church is of God. We're saying it; we throw tags on it. Come not on. every service Come is on. about God. You Come having on. an anniversary, but you're talking about you're at your your base. Basically, saying, "Yeah, we came together to to worship the Lord." No, we didn't. We came together to put some money into right. the pocket. <laughs> Come on. And there's nothing wrong Again, right. there's nothing to honor, right Honoring, right. honoring right. the leadership But right. we need Absolutely. to work, That we're not confusing it. So right. once the Lord started Opening our eyes I was like, okay, I have no problem And even now, um, to the point now Even at the church, they now know not to even Ask me because I kept saying No, I'm not, no No, and then I, I would explain to them No, why? No, I'm not doing it Because the church the church will have a meeting for everything. You'll be in church every day almost. They have a meeting, they have a special service for everything. Not that it's not warranted, not that it's not important, but you have to make a decision on how you want to lead your family. And so right. me, I I don't do that because I want to I neglected my family for so long. Mm. So I'm trying to now, you know, get it back which I can't. My kids are grown now and everything, but even to the point where my kids come now, the fed, the church know, yeah, he probably ain't going to be here. No, I'm not going to be here. I'm going to be with my family so I can lead them. How can we lead them if we can't see them? If come on. Right. Time? right. So, yeah. So i had to learn oh the word, the phrase. No, no, I can't do that. Or no, I'm not doing it. I didn't say can't. No, I'm not, not going to do that.
1: Hey, yeah. That, that man, is so good. That is awesome. Because, you know, the church we attend, Raymond Worship Center, Yo, that pastor there is crazy because he's like, "Listen, you come down on an anniversary, he send you home, right? right. Like, no, go it's your anniversary, bye bye. Birthday, see you later. I don't intend to see you. You know, every fifth Sunday, what they doing? They they shut down church." So that you can be yeah. with your family. I'm like, what? Man, where they do that at? But hey, praise the Lord. We thank God for and it. And <laughs> I think,
0: too, another thing, like what you both said was so amazing because not only know, but then when you learn, like when you when you know better, you do better, right? It's right. the saying. But really, when you understand the impact. If you're always at church, then guess what? You're not doing. You're not home studying. You're not home cultivating your own relationship, not with just your family, but also with God. You're not able to lead. Mm -hmm. You're not able to do those things. And so then what is that representation telling your children? What is that representation representation now telling your wife? And we hear, you know, time and time again, how do we balance, you know, ministry and marriage? What really is about setting those boundaries and are you going to be... Bold enough and courageous enough to stand with God and not stand with man. That's true. Because it's like yeah. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. ahead. Because I was gonna ask you, but go ahead. Say what you're gonna say. Because I I do have a question for you um, right after that.
2: Are you looking for
0: accountability? Are you looking for personal development and growth and spiritual and emotional support? Hey, are you looking for community? Listen, if you are looking for all these things, we want you to know that the Marriage Takeover Connected Membership is for you. Yes, it is. Listen, we meet every month. We have a wife's lounge. We've got bro talk. We have all the different things. We've got monthly classes. We have experts that come in. And um, it's an opportunity for us to pour into you, for you to be able to get what you need to start your healing process. So if this is for you, we want you to connect and get inside of the membership. but we want to make sure that we hang tight together so make sure that you like subscribe and share so that we can make sure that we stay connected all right oh yeah
1: make sure you join the facebook group marriage takeover body
0: of one and we will have all those links down in the show notes for this episode take
2: over we are the marriage takeover